Steps out there. Coming. Let's go get him, Just. Time to dump. Fire. Dump. Fire. Dump. Fire. Dump. Fire. Dump. Fire. The Mopin. Yes. And the zip code is one. One, two, three. Three. And motherfucker, we coming. A hundred miles. And welcome to this week's Dot Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Marcus. I'm here again one more time with my my host, my boys, Joey to my right. What's up, Joe? What up, y'all? What's going on, Jesse, all the way on the far left? What up, Marcus? You know it, man. We're going to do it up big one more time. Yeah. Got that MOP playing, son. Chipmunks in the house. <laughs> Yeah, but you know we got we got to kick it off live. Shout out like, to my man Theodore. <laughs> but again, we're here with another dot comedy podcast coming to kick it to you live once again in the dot comedy studios in the basement in Beltsville, just kicking it raw, all like we always. Studios. All right, now we're gonna, we're gonna kick it to a couple things. We're gonna have some fun this week. We're going to talk about a couple things going on in the world of hip-hop. We're going to talk about a couple things going on in the world of dot comedy. We, get, we, we, we went on a world tour this weekend. I, I heard uh, I heard dot comedy was in Asia. I'm just fucking with y'all. It's, it's, uh, dot comedy went on Yo, up the road. Yo, what about that Berlin it. shit, though? <laughs> went on up to New York once again to have a little bit of fun with the with the man, with our man Alex Starr and, and the crew going up God, to New I York. I love that city. Yeah, I hate I hate New York, but we're we're, we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about a couple things going on in the world. So let's let's kick it off real proper, like you know how we always like to do. So Joey, Jesse, what happened this weekend in that comedy? I know y'all went up to New York. It was amazing. New York was out of this world. It was an amazing audience. Um, so receptive, a lot more receptive than DC crowds when it comes to comedy and and just just the arts in general and. Uh, the, 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 we, we actually got we'd go, we went to the stand to check out our homegirl Suba. Big shout out Suba, who did her thing. Big J Okerson was out there headlining the show. It was actually great because uh, where when B, Big J was doing a lot of uh, crowd work, and we were sitting right in the front row. And at one point, there was a pair of girls sitting like right to the left of us. And at one point, it just became a, uh, a uh, an option for one of the girls as to who she was going to fuck that night, and she had to choose between one of these dudes from California. <laughs> Rob Coffee or me and Jesse. I don't know why it had to be why the were pair. You and Jesse in a package of jeans. I don't know. What, though? It looked like she chose me and Joey though, because she <laughs> beelined to us immediately after the show, like it was a real deal. I don't know, Jesse. You were kind of drunk. I think you might have beelined to her. <laughs> That's not why I remember it. Was, it. was it her going to you guys, or you guys going to her? I, I go to everyone after the shows and try to get everyone on. To follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I become like a marketing machine as soon as I get a little. And bit I stand awkwardly me. behind it and make them uncomfortable <laughs> at the same time. You see more, you see more like a bodyguard than a than a co-partner in dot comedy. You seem seem like you uh, you you fit more of the bodyguard role whenever you go out I of town. I like the creepy, retarded hype man. So whatever <laughs> Jesse says, I'm just like, yeah, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, it, but. That comedy, we always we always going out of town. We're going to New York. We're going to Philly, going to Jersey, going going all up and down. Philly the East was Coast. fun. Philly was fun. Philly was fun. What Philly, was, what a, Philly I mean, was a good time. Last time, last time you said you went to Philly, you had a, a couple issues with crowds not being receptive to the dot comedy way of life. I got heckled. It was great. It was a great. Well, Jesse wasn't there last time. Uh, what I ran into was a crowd that was not um, not too big fans of stuff that was kind of. Uh, what's it called? Uh, you know, edgy, edgier, or or slightly off the PC line, but uh, they were they were a little bit more open this time. We 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 kind of opened them up, but yes, Jesse did get heckled. So Jesse got Jesse got heckled by a white girl. By a white yeah. girl. I thought but I thought the, I thought Spanish guys because were that in never with happens. <laughs> you know what though? It was one of those where um, she heckled because she was having fun with the show. It wasn't like she was against what was happening she just was enjoying herself so much that she felt like it was a one-on-one conversation <laughs> have you ever had that situation she just wanted to finish jesse's sentence i think is what it was well, that's always a good thing except that the sentence was a punchline <laughs> well, that, well, but it was good though I, I i handled the heckle i you know i kind of flirted with her and at the same time diffused the heckle and got everything to go smoothly after that 
It it was like she. It, I forgot what the joke was about. Which part? Well, we don't have to. We don't have to say the joke on he, the line. He was in the middle of a joke, and she basically gave the punchline away before he could get to it. And then he was like, "Yeah, what about this dick, though?" And then she shut up. That's um, not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I, I've, I've never heard. Je- I've never heard Jesse actually say, "What about this dick?" <laughs> it would be a great punchline for. That, that's what I heard. It, it was something like that. It was something like that. But it 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 had something to do with that, and it caused the big. Laughter. And then she winked, and then they had a baby. Um, had, of course, Jesse Hispanic. <laughs> of course, they had a baby. I um, got six now on the ride back. The thing so that was I'll weird, ha- though, I'll be having a Philadelphia baby with white privilege coming anytime soon. <laughs> It'll be fantastic. The thing that was weird, though, was like there was a pause after she did that because I think every, it, most of the room was comic, so I think everybody realized what happened immediately, and there was kind of this like tension in the air. So my first thought was, "Oh, shots fired!" Like I was like, "There's about to be a fight." I don't know why that was the gut feeling I had when it happened. Between a Hispanic man and a white woman, that's a, that's the kind of fight we need in Philly. Like, Get him, Jesse! <laughs> she was trying to be my Lucy, my Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> that that could be a thing. You know that. You know that's a that's a fetish too out there. <laughs> little white women loving a little Spanish that guy. That probably would be the 2015 version of that show. Yeah, pretty much. Oh man, but yeah. We With not, that said, it'd probably be more like Tom Arnold Roseanne, but that's neither here nor there. Really? Neither of you were fat. Uh, you would both have really to be fat to be fat Tom Arnold and Roseanne. And I don't think she laughed like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> Which, she, Roseanne actually laughs like that on Last Comic Standing. That's so a, she's sounds, a beast, though. She's, she's a, a hell, of, hell of a comedian, but oh, she, yeah. she's still an annoying-ass human being. <laughs> I think it took her like eight months by the time she got to L.A. and she got her TV show. Like, she was that ready. Oh, yeah, because she was know. dope because she was she was on, what was she on? She was on Carson. She was fresh to death. Yeah. She was on Carson. And that was within those eight as, months. Yeah. As soon as she got that Carson, then she, she skyrocketed. There's no vehicle like that for comedians nowadays, truthfully. There's, there's well, no you know why she was so ready when she got to L.A.? Because she was a woman, number one. She was fat, and she had that annoying voice, and she was not cute. So... All these drunk guys in the hungry. Midwest would give her That's me. a hard time when she performed, and they would heckle the shit out of her. Uh-uh. So she had to become very, very sharp. Built up that tough skin. Yeah, she had to build up a lot of tough skin. So by the time she got to L.A., it was smooth sailing for her because she was so prepared. I mean, hey, it, it, t- it takes preparation yeah. to do this thing, this this comedy thing that everybody seems to be loving so much right now. We've got, there are a lot of comics out there who are just trying to get into the game, and it's it's always fun to see see new ones come out, especially on Wednesday night at Union Jacks. Always, always a fun, fun show to come out and uh, just meet new comics. We had another fun show on Wednesday too. Oh my god, it was we had fun. fun. It was very fun. I mean, we didn't have the roast battle this week, so it was it was no because I was, was celebrating week. It was a celebration for Joey. Joey hit his two year anniversary. Sixteen years in comedy, and I felt like a baby I, on stage. I, I you are. I had a baby set. I had a, <laughs> I had a, a nervous cutesy new comic set no i mean you, you 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 did okay you didn't you didn't you didn't do you didn't break the doors down but you didn't no. fail i don't yeah. think you ever failed we, I've, I've been watching you do comedy since you came back into the scene so <laughs> yeah. i was there the first night wearing the full five <laughs> i saw that <laughs> night you know what you don't get enough thank yous yeah yeah thank marcus <laughs> he literally was there at potomac grill <laughs> when yes, both of you came, <laughs> when i met both i met jesse i met jesse in like as an actual person, like a year, like not nah, about about six months later, when we when yeah. we all went to uh, Splash Lounge and then oh, I was yeah. with Joey, but I never I knew Jesse. I saw him at at Potomac Grill, but I never actually shook his hand or said anything to him. He's a Spanish guy. I don't touch him. He might be washing dishes or something later. I don't know what's going on with this guy. You just knew him as that Hispanic kid. His grandma called him a fag. Yeah, that's that was that was the bit that I remember. Yeah, I remember grandma calling you a fag. I remember I used to always go to your table because you guys used to get a kick off that shit. So like I used to always throw that that joke about oh, yeah. that. that. True story, it. by the way. My <laughs> grandma actually, when I grew my hair out, because you know, like at that time there wasn't Hispanic people with long hair, and I grew my hair real long. And my grandma came to the kitchen straight up called me a fag. Like it was, it was, it was foreign to her to Jesse's see that. A trailblazer. Just trailblazer for grandmas abusing for, their grandchildren for, for Hispanics. Did, did you know that Jesse had cornrows at one point? I did see Sean Paul Jr. What did your grandma say about your cornrows? Uh, walking the halls of Blair High School. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the light. <laughs> 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 
You know uh, what? That was actually a blessing because I actually had my cornrows before Sean Paul came out. Oh, really? Yeah. So when Sean Paul came out, I was first mad that people were like, oh, you got your hair like Sean Paul until Sean Paul songs came out in parties. Uh, then girls who like Sean Paul would pick me from the audience to dance from like the crowd. Do you know how to dance? See, that happened to me. I had frosted tips, and then Joey Fatone did it, and there was like, oh, like Joey Fatone, and I was mad. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it, it would it be was, the it fat sync member that you would be referred to. It would have been fully to your benefit because that was amazing. Like, you know, Gimme the Light came on, and I was at a party. Next thing I know, like someone would push me to the to the wall, and just it'd be. Fantastic. On, you be yes. have a have a deuce and a quarter on your, <laughs> your ball sack. Gonna have rough sex tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, what's going on in the world? I mean, we we it's some beef happening in hip hop that I I was I was unaware, truthfully, that this could really be beef because it doesn't seem like real beef to me. I feel uh, like this should be a dot comedy roast. Should be a roast battle. You think, I think we should, we should put this and roast Meek battle? Mill need to need to get it out on our stage. So so what's what's going on with this whole but with jokes? jokes. I think so what hilarious. happened was um Drake and Meek Mills were supposed to make a song together. Actually they did make a song. And Meek Mills said that Drake uses ghostwriters, that he does not write his own song songs. So much like most of hip hop today. Yeah. Well I mean, Drake replied with um with three badass like diss songs diss for Meek Mills. Yeah. Diss tracks. Uh, one of them in particular that completely fried Meek Mills. <laughs> Meek Mills is supposed to come back with a reply on Monday. He didn't reply on Monday. He's on CP time. It's Friday. Exactly. You know that. He did not reply until, what was it, this morning or yesterday morning? This it was this morning. morning. This morning. And, you know, not only did he have his wedding for an extra five days, but it was a week track. So it's it's pretty obvious who's won this rivalry. Well, he, he, run the, he won the first round, but, again, he's – He's at the top of the game. He he's been writing for Wayne for how many years now? He wrote most of those hits. Wait, who has? Drake. Drake. Drake's been writing for Wayne. So Drake may he he's at the point now where he can use ghostwriters, but he was a ghostwriter for how many years before now? Exactly. So it's he's he's been that guy in the background. So now, I a question though. The, the I've song. been told I don't listen to hip hop. I could I probably told you that. I I, I yeah, so I I I don't know should I know who Meek Mills is? Because I feel like I've never heard of him. I've heard of Drake, even though I don't. You've never heard of Meek Mills. You've never, I've heard, never of heard of Meek Mills until now. Let me see. I, I think place, I, place is there a Mills reason I, I got some Meek in here? Uh, yeah, I guess. You know what? He sounds the same in every song. <laughs> yeah. So does. if you play one song, he'll be so like, does Drake. I know that guy. Let's move. Let's move this forward a little bit. Cause yeah, move this. This is a long entrance. This is Drew Hill. No, it's not Drew Hill. It's, <laughs> it's Meek, Chris Brown. Yeah, I haven't. I don't. I bet you haven't heard this song because I think the song is brand new. I feel like I should. I, I still don't feel like that makes me feel like I should. He's know a who good he artist. He's a great artist. He's a yeah. He's really he's good. He's actually a great artist. He's just um. It's a matter of he's gotten more notoriety as a late. Because of the whole Nicki Minaj situation, so you know his name more now because of who he's attached to. Okay, he's engaged with Nicki, right? He's not engaged, Nicki. Oh, he's, he's just, just dating. Just dating right now. Well, I'm, I'm one praying, of the one of the big lines I'm that Drake not said was, you know, at the end of the said day, you're on a world tour. Are you sure? You're, like, what is it? What was the exact line? You're not on a world tour, but you're on your girls' tour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but again, it is, he is True on his that. girls' tour. But it's but I look I look at it like this. Was it a pretty and pink tour? It's yeah, he's the, on that tour. The pink Mrs. print tour. The Mrs. Potato Head tour. Her name is not Mrs. Potato. You're a dick. Never, <laughs> never talk about the future. But here's a Mrs. question: DJ Do you think <laughs> that Meek Mills came after Drake initially for to get, increase the sales of his record? Like, do you think it was a publicity stunt, or do you think it's a matter of jealousy? Like, I mean, it's pretty obvious that Nicki and Drake had a history. Nicki and Drake didn't have any history. I I think Drake had a, is attracted to Nicki just like every adult male should and is. But the except fact for that Joey, Joey's not. Joey looks at her and go, looks at her with disgust. But I'm sorry, I don't know where where are we. <laughs> but I we're trying to figure out exactly why this beef started. Now I look at the beef and I go, okay, if if Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill are together, and Drake is a friend to Nicki. 
I look at the the reason I didn't pay this any attention is because of how close everyone is who's involved in it. So I think it's all fake. Truth be told. Well, I, here's the thing. I've I've heard of conspiracy theories about it being fake, but if you're McMill McMill uh McMills, McMills. Why would you put yourself in a situation where you get clowned so hard, like your career is suffering? It won't suffer that bad. It'll hit, he'll hit. I think he'll hit off this week, and next week you'll come out with another dope track. That well, he's getting publicly humiliated. Number one, and yeah. two, if you're a hardcore Meek Mills fan, then everyone's shitting on you, and you have no defense because he didn't even hold it down for you. In essence, that is very true. But meanwhile, Drake but, comes out phenomenal in the whole thing. He's actually earned fans. Here's my thing. I, I from what from the, just from an outside perspective, I see two things that make me think it's a publicity stunt. One, I've I've heard of beefs loosely in in hip hop before, and I've never seen one blow up like this. Because this of social media breaking though. the internet. I don't know if it's because the social media level now is bigger. It's but the people this one, involved that made this big. This this has gotten like out of control. It's everywhere. I you know it's it's become almost more than just a entertainment story because of how how it's like you have to have a conversation about this in order to be relevant if you were to in any type of talk show today. Well, I'll tell you this. So as a comedian, as a local comic, we've seen. People have beefs at our level. Mm-hmm. You don't think they beef at their high levels? Oh, I do. Of course they do. I do. But but at the same time, here's the other factor. Again, people like me, I don't really follow hip hop like that. I had no, I had no idea who Drake was before this. I had no idea who Meek was, and so I feel like there's it, it does draw. You know, now you be like you're gonna, in order to to be have a relevant conversation, you're gonna have to at least listen to some tracks. Yeah. So but see, it does serve the purpose a of effect. a publicity stunt. I, th- I think it's a side effect. I think the the fact that they actually beef is very feasible. It's I mean, feasible. think about it like this. If you're a guy in, like, your 20s who's a multimillionaire, you have, like, this big, giant ego. And if another, like, alpha with the big, giant egos in the room, there's going to be kind of a dick-measuring contest. And they both have a history with the same girl. So the insecurities at that high level with the social media of today – that I mean that that's true. I, I, although I would say, and one thing that I would say is in that favor, if it really were out of, after a publicity stunt, I think a a a battle would have been set up. I feel like that would have been the. I think it would have been obvious. a lot more even, as opposed yeah. to a one way slaughter if it if it was a publicity stunt. Right. I'm I'm hoping that. But at the same time, no no publicity is black publicity. No publicity is black is bad. publicity. Is black publicity. <laughs> you well, know no, what though? I there disagree. really is no such thing as black publicity. I disagree. But, um, <laughs> Here's an example of bad publicity where it goes wrong. When Fifty Cent and Ja Rule had that beef, Ja Rule's career was destroyed. That was Ja Rule's. That was in the Ja Rule's making. Ja Rule made his career suck at that point. But it okay, wasn't okay, even. Okay. What about cannabis and LL Cool J? Cannabis was an up and coming, rising com- like um, comedian. He shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have been. He was amazing. He was not that good. Cannabis, cannabis was not at the level of the greatest of all times. LL Cool J. I don't Lyrically, care. he was a way better writer. He was not. No, I he disagree. was not. That's why LL Cool J beat the shit out of him in a rhyme. It, it's not. It's one of those things where you look at it and you go, arguably, very oh, arguably. Jesus Christ. He, he see, did it. He did it because he had more backing to spread his his diss song but if you compare it line by line second round knockout was actually kind of better was better than uh elo kuj's diss song but i don't think you had the public I mean, beefs beefs weren't a thing that everyone congregated to i don't think as much back then as they do now like you had to be really because you had to be in hip-hop we didn't have to the inter- see yeah. like that now it's so much easier well, it's for of social media to, right and again you know, so it's, it, but even more so, like, you know, just look, look look at the response we've gotten with our own roast battles. People like to see the versus thing. It it gives a new dynamic, and and it get people like to see the conflict. So, and, and it's not, that's no mystery to anybody, but especially people at that level who are, are, you know, have marketing people out the wazoo looking out for them, because everyone's career is tied to, tied to these stars. So, I mean, it's not, I think, I, I will say it's not out of reason. Now, you do have a point with the Ja Rule thing, although part of the reason that he got crushed wasn't just because of 50 Cent. It was all the other people who called him out and crushed him. Yeah. I mean, you saw a Hail Mary song where you had a line of, of big names just come out and just destroy him, where it's like, 
you got you just pissed off like the, the four top people in in you know in the game at that time. It's but again, fit beyond the, fifty. The, the, the issue, the issue with Fifty Cent, the issue with Fifty Cent was that he he was in a group of people who were battle hardened when it comes to beef. Oh, you're Eminem. Dealing, you're dealing with Eminem. You're dealing with Dre. You're dealing with people who just generally w- w- can. Well, Busta wasn't even in in that crew. But Busta wasn't. Buster's a monster. Buster, Roasting people Buster, though. Busta yeah. can well, roast the shit out of somebody. Busta's just a beast. I've seen Busta at roast uh, at um battle rap competitions, and he's he's just flame folks. And I'm like, yeah, damn, this guy, it, he's a fucking monster. But you you gotta look at this whole Meat Mills and Drake situation and go, it's it's a little hinky. I want to see where if it goes into another week. I want to see if Drake comes out with something more fire, saying, "Oh yeah, I still got him beat," or Meek comes back next week with some some more, some more deeper, profound things. I want I, to see what happens. I, with I think Drake can only lose by letting it perpetuate. I think if he if he if he just he walks away now and doesn't address it again, he's won. Yeah, I mean he won. He wins no matter. He wins hands down right now, because again, Meek came out with some weak shit, and that's that's what happens when you come out with weak shit. Yeah. All right, but we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna we're gonna pay some bills. We're gonna get back to it one one more time at the Dot Comedy Podcast. Come on back with us, folks. And we are back once again with the Dot Comedy Podcast. That's right. I'm your host, DJ Marcus. Coming back from a nice little little hold on break in the dot comedy world, we're gonna kick we're gonna kick into some uh, the world of wrestling. This week, I, I my childhood, my early teens, and the late adolescent Marcus was uh, was 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 destroyed a little bit inside. Uh, I mean, I I never thought that Hulk Hogan. Was not a racist, <laughs> <laughs> but I never wanted I mean, to look be. At the stash. I never wanted to be confirmed that he was a racist. Everyone in wrestling is a racist if you truthfully look at wrestling and in, in its ent- entire history. Well, half of them are red. Mister Fuji, really? Look at their main. He wasn't the popular person. <laughs> Why? Are, all the bad guys were ethnic. All the bad guys were either black, Hispanic, or or the Iron uh, Sheik. Yeah, or Middle Eastern. They have a problem with race in wrestling, but again, it's a it's a it's a a microchasm of America. Where Do you remember the Mexicools? They came out <laughs> in Deer tractors. Yeah, a bunch of shit like that. Who, who, who was the twins that wore the gold outfits? Sort of the K, the Kamikazes or something. <laughs> oh, I, I remember seeing them, but I don't remember their names. But I, but you think like the most obscure wrestling Rangers. reference? That was like the one time he watched. <laughs> it was the when one. When I was time. little, I watched a lot. I was a big. Um, I mean, but I, I look back at I look back at this, and I I go, okay, Hulk Hogan fired from the WWE over racist remarks made during a sex tape with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife that he is suing what the for being posted. Bubba the Love Sponge, <laughs> Bubba the Love Sponge is a DJ in Florida. He's a fake Howard Stern. Yeah, extremely fake Howard and Stern. And super fucking racist. <laughs> Extremely racist. Super fucking racist. So there's no surprise. That Hulk Hogan's hanging out with a racist? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. you know. It, but again, if he your offered, boy's racist. He offered his wife up to Hulk Hogan so Hulk Hogan could fuck his wife. And they made a tape. And now they were blackmailing Hogan to put out the tape. I just have one question. Mm-hmm. Did he do it long dick style? I, I have no idea. I didn't watch the tape. I don't. I never wanted to see <laughs> that tape because it was old Hogan. I don't understand. If it was eat your vitamins and say your prayers, Hogan, I would have watched it myself. And I don't know. I would have might may have enjoyed it a little bit too much. I don't understand Hogan can hate black people if he's the same color as black people. (laughs) He's not the he's not the same color as black people. He's the same color as New Balumba. So he's he's spray tanned enough to become orange. Well, he's the same color as Rachel Dozal, so (laughs) You know what's weird to me is the fact that he was mentioning his daughter having sex with a black guy that's, while he was fucking. That's what that's yeah, what the that's quote what was. Me. He was fucking another woman, and he says, "I don't care if my daughter fucks a nigger, but it better be a nigger that has at least seven figures, and he could be a tall one too." Is that a thing that people people like do? Is just 
talk about their life problems while they have sex with strangers? What what what, what I have part occasionally. Of, what part <laughs> on about, tape? Uh, I have it on tape. What part about having your dick inside of a woman that makes you think about what your daughter's doing? His daughter's hot. Maybe he, I think about his daughter when I'm having maybe sex. Maybe her vagina was a safe place and he felt he could say anything. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a daughter. <laughs> I don't have a daughter. I, oh, I do have a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a daughter like Brooke Hogan, like but I do have a, I do have a daughter. But uh, like I said, I'm not, I, I, the fact that he Speaking is of which, racist. Marcus, how would you like it if your daughter dated a black man? Would you feel comfortable? with I that? I would not feel comfortable with that. <laughs> uh, I'm here to tell the Mind world you, today. Marcus is the black guy in the podcast. I'm telling the world today. If my daughter comes home with one of these filthy Negroes, I'm gonna have an issue. That is stupid. Marcus never said that again. <laughs> that was fucked up. I do not believe. This is tongue in cheek, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is completely. <laughs> I do not believe that. that. That's very wrong. I, if my daughter came home with a Hispanic, I would have more problem than a little bit. <laughs> Why? Home. He'll have a job. He, but gardening is not a job. Gardening is only an activity. I would <laughs> need him to make at least four figures, not three. <laughs> but I look at it. I look at it like this. But her, but but her, her son will have a father. Kind of fucked up. She said <laughs> he'll have a grandfather too. That's what happens in the black community. Grandpa raised him. But I look at it like this: with Hulk Hogan, everybody's turned their back on Hogan all at one time. Everybody's saying, oh, yeah, we knew he was a racist all these years. But here's the thing. When he was saying that all kids in America need to eat their vitamins, say their prayers, work out five times a day, whatever the fuck he was saying back then, and he was running around town with Mr. T, no one thought he was a fucking racist. Not one person in it ever, it never came out that, oh, my God, Hogan's been saying nigger for years and all this other shit. It, it never came out to anyone. But my feeling right now is if he did say it, if it does come to the light of day, he gets the same treatment every other white person has gotten over the last 10 years for saying the N-word in a private setting and then getting bland blasted for it. Fuck it. He, he said nigger. I say it all the time. Is it true that one time he uh, was on a hip-hop station and was trying to justify? He was on He was on DJ Who Kid's show. Okay. And he said he was hanging out with Baby and Lil Wayne. And Baby and Lil Wayne would say nigga all the time, nigga, nigga, nigga. They say, Hogan, you my nigga. And he he asked them point blank. He was like, yeah, I don't know why I can't say nigga too because when they when I was hanging around with Baby and Lil Wayne, I would say, oh, yeah, my niggas, we, what we going to do today, all the other shit. That, again, that's the type of shit that people do when they get to a certain level of celebrity. They forget that there's issue with certain things they say. My, I have, I have my, my best friend. My best friend's a white guy. He's still to this day. I've known him for <laughs> 25 years. Is it Joey? No, it's not Joey. Okay. It's, it's my boy Dave. I've known him for 25 years almost. He still censors himself to hip-hop songs that come on, this, on his, ra- his own radio in his car when I'm around him. He will not say the N-word no matter what, the co- what, what record comes on. He was singing Biggie, me and him, singing Biggie in the car. It would go... In, 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 in. You trained him right, sir. You trained him right. Well, Dave's you taught paranoid. him some home training in those twenty-five years. <laughs> Dave's a bit like, of a paranoid individual, and we love Dave anyway. He, he believes for, the, for those pa- there, his face in. He might be able to get away with it because he actually looks black. Here's the thing: I he probably, looks ambiguous, not yeah, black. He looks half black, half white. So <laughs> if he were to say it in mixed company. Uh, people be like, "Oh, I, I thought you were black. Like I, I, <laughs> I wasn't sure." So you, you, so you said the N word, yeah. But again, with Hogan, I look at Hogan's situation. I think Hogan himself has done himself a disservice. One, because he has a sex tape, and he's seventy-five years old. This is not the same, same sex tape. It's not. It's not number two. This is the same one that came out all those years ago, and everyone went, "Oh my God, Hulk Hogan's fucking some chick's wife." And everyone went, oh, wait, it's, he's fucking some chick's wife, some dude's wife that he knows. And the dude said, yes, he could go fuck his wife. It didn't matter, it's, but it's the same tape. Now he's suing. Is he trying to get famous off the residual dick? Like, is he going to go after? <laughs> no, that don't, that don't work. The famous? It don't work that way, Joe. Uh, it's, the whole situation was he was trying to sell the sex tape, and then Gawker got a hold of it. Hey, yeah, y'all see my wife? Hulk Hogan fucked her once. I said it was okay. Gawker got a hold. We're friends. Gawker got a hold of it, and Hogan was suing Gawker. Now, in order for Hogan to sue Gawker, Gawker would have 
Gawker went, okay, we're going to make it public record. So that's when they released the audio and the video oh, out. That's how this came out. That's how all this came out. It's a seven-year-old tape. I felt like the whole thing kind of was weird. It's like a sex tape. I still couldn't try to put that together. And for me, I don't know. For me, this kind of compares to the Donald Sterling situation. No, it's it's basically the same thing. Donald, he was set up by someone he was in a relationship with. He was in the middle of having sex with this chick. He said some racist shit, not knowing he was being recorded. And again, who hasn't said racist shit not knowing that someone else may hear it? You know what, though? I will say this. Sometimes. And he's more lenient than Donald Sterling. Sometimes racism in the bedroom is not a bad thing. Well, it's racism when you're with that race is not a bad thing. <laughs> Have you ever? You can't say, you can't, you, Jesse, you cannot stand behind a woman and say, yeah, take all this long black dick. And she will actually believe it because <laughs> your little tiny Mexican ass is standing behind her. So it, it's racism within the races that are in the room. That's fine. But if you're if you're being overtly racist for no reason, that's when people get all up in arms. I, like I said, don't but care. But has anybody ever, like, have you ever been with a, well, this only applies to white women. I've only been with black women. You've only been with black women? I only like black women. I don't know why. It's a sickness. I need to get checked. I could have sworn you only dated woman. white women. I could have sworn I want to. Like, you, you, <laughs> but anyway, if you're ever with a white girl and she just throws something racist in the bedroom. It is the biggest fucking turn on. I bust through her forehead. I know how my life it's is. It's amazing. I'd come out her her eyes, nose, and ears as hard as you almost can't believe. Like everything that should make you Joey, really angry, Joey, look just turns that. you the. This is turning into a weird hentai I watched once. <laughs> but again, it, again, in, in that, in the terms of that. Yes, if she if you're with the white woman, I show you a family. If you're with the white woman and she Come says on. some racist <laughs> shit, but to Joey, you. It, it it only works with white women though. Like let's say, oh yeah, no, you, you like if you're fucking it. Marcus in the ass, and no, no, he says some like happen. really racist shit, it's not gonna work. It's only gonna work if it's a white woman and you're not white. <laughs> that that was a horrible, horrible segue. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know where to go with that. What that, hurt, that hurt my soul. I'm a little sad at you for that. So you're saying that if a black girl calls me a cracker while we're doing it's it. It's not going to get the same feel. It won't feel right. It won't feel right. It actually, it'll probably make your erection go away, unless know. you're into that type of thing. I think it would just make me mad. She, she'll look at you and go, yeah, Massa. Hit it harder, Massa. I don't think you'd be able well, to do that. <laughs> I, I want to apologize for I don't my last identify comment. I only brought it because Marcus had the biggest tits here, and I was like, who has titties? And I was like, oh, okay. Fuck you, Mexican. <laughs> God she damn it. You me a Mexican, so I, I had a comment on your nice, perky, round double Ds. They aren't double Ds. They're B cups. Fuck you. Here's the thing. I don't know working out. as white. They're just not firm, but they're fine, though. They're good. You can work with them. They're soft. They slap together, and they're because I would be offended because I don't identify as white. I identify as off-white. <laughs> What's off-white? Uh, you guys have been accepted as white now. When you guys first came off the boat, you weren't. But Italians now are considered. Italians, uh, English, the Irish, they were all. My, my whole, most of my family was. <laughs> oh, the Jews the, were considered everything else except white up until like immigrants. the middle of last month. Like Almost my entire <laughs> family got here after the whole slavery thing was over. What? Y'all weren't here for the fun part? No. Like, my my, my, my grandparents are all uh, first-generation You guys were granted white privilege after the Godfather movies entertained and it was so much. So oh, yeah. Like, oh, man. You know, let's, love the let's bring them in. Let's bring them in. They're one of us. They're one of us. Come on. We want to be Italian, too. <laughs> Fucking love pasta. <laughs> when, when we had an Italian president, that's when I'll feel white. Uh, what? What? <laughs> That sounds, that sounds so fucking racist and not even funny. That's not even fair. <laughs> fair or funny. So in order for everybody to eat, be equal good. in America, they ha- their race has to be represented by uh, by a fucking president. We haven't had a Jewish president. No, we haven't. No one trusts them. No, but they, they always do what the Jews want anyway. So How how many how many Nobel uh, Prize winners have we had that are Jewish? Uh, plenty. Uh, Blue, I was asking. How many Nobel Prize winners have been Jewish, Blue? Blue's our, Blue's our statistician. Blue has to go to his uh, intern. His Jew database. All right, but uh, we're off topic. We were talking well, about my wrestling. point. My point of that is that there's a lot of like successful and qualified um, Jewish people that have existed in our country, and we haven't had a Jewish president either. So it's not an, it's not, it's not a matter of one. What? 
I was kidding. 194 Jews have been. Thing. 194 Nobel Prize winning Jews? 194 Jews have won the Nobel Prize, Blue? That doesn't make sense. There haven't been 194 Nobel Prizes handed out. That's true. Is there are all those prizes? Are all those prizes in banking? No. <laughs> That'd be funner. That'd be funner if every Nobel Prize they got was in finance in some way, shape, or form. Oh, okay. All right. So let, let's 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 get back to this wrestling thing. Um, <laughs> again, Hulk Hogan's a racist. Did you know it? Yes, I knew it. He was popping vitamins. They were all white. It was. Uh, Would this be any different if Hulk Hogan was Jewish? Except for you know his mustache would be. He's Italian. He is Italian. Terrible is Italian. He's one of your people, Joey. But in other wrestling news, with the with the the recent passing of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, we've also lost another icon in professional wrestling. Because tonight it's been reported to the world that Rowdy Roddy Piper has passed away. Uh, he passed Tragic. away at the age of sixty-three, if I'm not mistaken. I thought it was sixty-one. He was sixty-one. Let me let me double check. But that's the other thing with the Hogan thing. How old is he now? Like seventy. Yeah. Hogan's he's old. Hogan was old when I was like five. <laughs> well, my point is, he, you know, he's, he's been old for a long time. He's he came up the same time Louis C.K. did with you know, and he was he's even older than Louis C.K. You saw, you heard his. His experience with that's just the way people were back then. Like racism, you just accepted it was going to be around. So it's not. It should not shock anyone that this is that that's the thing. thing. But again, I mean, like I said, you should be shocked he made it this long. (laughs) It's all those steroids he took. But again, with the passing of the rowdy one, rowdy rowdy Piper, we want to send the shout outs to all the wrestling world because again, I I was a fan of Rowdy Piper. I've I think he was one of the few wrestlers that everyone could actually get behind and have fun hating. Yeah. At the end of the day, because everyone hated him, no matter yeah. who you were, you hated him because he was. Do a you know the job. story of how he became a professional wrestler? Not a hundred percent. He lived in an orphanage, and he was about to become of age where they had to release him from the orphanage, mm-hmm. and the priest had let him know that ran the orphanage had let him know that the wrestling, you know, they were kind of like a carnival act back then, that the wrestling um, people were in town and they needed workers to help them with the ring. And they said, look, Roddy. Well, they didn't say Roddy. They said, uh, <laughs> whatever his, Roderick. Roderick. They said, look, Roderick, um, you're about to turn 18 and we're going to let you go and you have no skills. So you're going you're gonna to steal. You're eventually going to get hungry and you're going to steal. And then they're going to lock you up they're going to throw you in jail, they're going to rape you, and they're going to kill you in jail. Or you have an opportunity. You can go and work for the wrestling company and try to make something out of yourself. So you have nothing else. So you might as well leave now while you're still a kid and try to grow up in this world than end up like some of these other orphans. They just end up homeless and end up, you know, having terrible lives. And at the age of 15, he became a wrestler. Well, no, he started working for the wrestling company. And he was bullied endlessly. So he developed the chip on his shoulder because he's not a big dude. He wasn't like a big muscular guy. And that's why he became so good on the mic because he developed such tough skin because the wrestlers were so mean to him coming up. And um, he was actually quite of inspiration to me. The first time I ever did a comedy show, which was actually a month prior for me starting stand-up, I wanted to be a, a wrestler when I was a kid and then eventually I lost the love for it. But when I actually saw... Um, my first comedy show, I remember drunkenly telling my friends, guys, I think I, f- I got to do that because I can, I can still be Roddy Piper. That's what my first words that I said when I came out of a comedy show. So that's how he kind of inspired me. I always wanted to entertain the crowd, captivate the crowd, and make them laugh the way Roddy Piper did. And now he's like, I can still be Ray Mysterio, guys. <laughs> <laughs> then he'll get to that point where he, he's holding the title and he's two feet tall. The title belt's bigger than him. Hey, you know what though, Ray Mysterio Jr. dated Jennifer Aniston, so big props. Keep giving me that that (laughs) nugget like it's fucking great. He dated Jennifer Aniston. He dated Jennifer Aniston when she was making a million dollars an episode on Friends, and he was the first match. He was the first match on Nitro. 
So he was making what, like a hundred? He was grand? her first match on Tinder. <laughs> WCW Nitro, Joseph. Yeah. That was a woman crush Wednesday. Uh, that's then. when I stopped paying attention to wrestling. Uh, why did you stop paying attention? Then? That's that what was, was good. Fun. Yeah. No, because I, I, that was around the time I found out it was fake, and then to me, it just kind of became. You mean a you bunch thought it was real? Men. Like you actually thought the Undertaker was a zombie that came back to life? <laughs> no, but I thought, <laughs> thought he had just came out the dead. They were like, "Days, I knew how come science isn't reporting on the fact that there's a zombie walking around? <laughs> I knew the and plot. he's fighting people. I knew the plot lines were bullshit, but I thought at least the actual matches were real. The matches but, are real. No, they're just, not. they're just, they just, you just know the end before the match starts. It's but choreographed. The it's, pe- it's, it's. Had you ever been in a fight as a kid? Yes. Okay. So did you know the stunner didn't work? <laughs> <laughs> I you know the stunner and the rock bottom didn't work when you actually tried to throw them on people. Although a pal driver could fucking kill somebody. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's the end of a fucking exactly. fight. Exactly. Exactly. If you, no, you I saw bottom, a fight, if you rock saw, bottom someone per- correctly, you can fuck somebody up too. I saw a fight when I was in elementary school where these two kids got in a fight. What year? And w- this w- one w- kid, he was losing the fight, so he grabbed the kid and pow drove him on the floor and knocked him out. Mm-hmm. We all ran because we thought we were gonna get in trouble. We thought he killed. Thought he them. broke the kid's neck. Yeah. <laughs> we we looked through my friend's window and the guy didn't get up for like a full like five minutes. He was out. Oh yeah, he was unconscious. Is that. Is that 95, Joe? Yeah, so 95. I was 10. So that's about the age you kind of put two and two together that some of these moves are bullshit. And other moves do way more damage than they're letting on. So it was kind of at that point when you kind of go, all right, this is just a bunch of grown, oiled up men in tights <laughs> groping each other. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to watch it anymore. Uh, it's still fun to me. I, I, occasionally, I occasionally tune in just to have some nostalgia, have some fun, just watch some uh, some. Just, just general. No, no, I've come around. Nonsense wrestling is always fun to watch. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break, and then uh, in the theme of Rowdy Piper, found his theme song, which is always a fun thing to play and hear. Rest in peace, Rowdy. Rest in peace, Rowdy Piper. And we are back for another exciting segment here at the Dot Comedy Studios in the basement. Don't forget to check us out on Wednesday nights at Union Jacks in Bethesda. Looking for a fun place to have a fun night? Come on down to Union Jacks. Come on down to see myself on the ones and twos or the ones and zeros, as Rob Coffee likes to say. And Joey and Jesse on stage making the people laugh. Always a fun night. Come visit us at dotcomedy.us. To promote to uh, see what else we got coming up in the future. We got a couple things in we the got in late the night happy hour, 50 cent wings, oh, a great yeah. cheap night out at the least. Cheap date night, man. It's a it's Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. You ain't got hang nothing out. else to do on a Wednesday except come out and see comedy. So come hang on out, out, hang out with us, have a little bit of fun. All right. Uh, let's and get into it. <laughs> one more I'm, thing, I'm, though. What, what? You had one more thing? I did one more thing. You know, I just thought of this. You know, uh, we got what Ronda Rousey's fighting this weekend. Yeah, Ronda Rousey's fighting this weekend. She, you know, yeah, I wonder how that how Rowdy's pass is going to affect her because she's a fan. Of his, she's a big fan of his. She she went to him personally because Rowdy was kind of was her nickname, and she said she didn't want it unless he was cool with it. Oh, really? And he he, he came out and, and 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 told her like, yeah, no, I trust you with that nickname. You can you can rock that nickname. I mean, she's it'll affect her. I believe it'll affect her in the same way it affects anyone who's met the man or anyone who's had interaction with the man himself, but she's still a professional, so I think she'll go out there and give her all. And she's largely overmatched with this girl. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the level of skill, the level of athleticism, the level of just just in every way possible – you and this is a this is a this is a hate fight. This is an exhibition. This is a this is a slaughter. This is <laughs> this is when like they used to sacrifice the Christians to the lions in Rome. That is a fucked up way to put it. <laughs> they are just slaughtering. They're they're putting this lamb to the slaughter. She's just gonna wow. get destroyed. Well, I'm 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 planning to watch a woman get. Oh, I'm watching Saturday. It. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is what it felt like to be a Tyson fan in the eighties. Oh wow. 
That's that. Yeah, that's a lot. A that lot says of, a lot with this one. Yeah. Well, she's drawn a lot of comparisons to a young Tyson in terms of her level at, in her sport at her t- at this time. Well, it's not her fault. She's just way better than everybody. Yeah. Like mm. it's it's not really like it's not fair. It's not like she's ducking anybody or dodging. I mean, she's got her mom calling her to make sure she practices her arm bars each day. So <laughs> I mean, she's so she's, she's preparing herself. She's she's gonna be ready for it. I'm she, not, I'm she, I don't see a, I don't see a downside this life. Which brings an interesting point about. It's not the only fight this weekend, but it's the most hyped and it's the most one-sided. You said there was some. You, we, were, we were talking before the show. You said there was some ESPN fights that were actually good. Oh, cards but they're good. They're good. You have um, Danny Garcia, Danny Swift Garcia, which is um, he was one of the candidates to fight Floyd Mayweather next. He's uh, the Ring Magazine and I think one of the WBC IBF um, junior welterweight champions who's uh moving up to actual welterweight and he's fighting against Pauli Malignaggi who's you know soon to be legend in the sport and it's an interesting matchup Danny Swift Garcia has knocked he's knocked super punching power he's knocked a lot of good guys out and Pauli Malignaggi's super talented but he has no punch power so it's a good fight for him to try this new weight class really because usually when you go up you lose a little bit of power and you're more vulnerable to shots Mm -hmm. but I'm actually calling an upset Okay. Danny Garcia has looked terrible in his last three fights. I arguably think he lost two of his last three, but the judges scored it the other way. So it's a very interesting match, and it's a very meaningful match for the division, which is the Manny Pacquiao Mayweather division that everyone keeps an eye on. Yeah. But it's on ESPN. I I, I don't understand that. When did these when did these tiny boxers become the celebrities? Um, it used to be the large heavyweight. It fight. started in nineteen eighty. When Sugar Ray Leonard made the welterweight division super big, <laughs> so when him, Tommy Hearns, yeah, uh, Roberto Duran, yeah, then later was succeeded by uh, Oscar De La Hoya but and uh, Tito Trinidad, Pernell Whitaker. For some reason, the most talented fighters appear around the welterweight division because in the '90s, Pernell Whitaker was insane. Yeah, I can see that. In I mean, that's all I remember is Holyfield. Tyson, but those are those are big, big, big names. Those are big fights. But it, I, like I've, I've been asking this question ever since the Mayweather fight. I was like, when did tiny men fighting each other become <laughs> become the fun part? I agree. That doesn't. I, I, that's not well, fun. Actually, to Actually, even before Sugar Ray Leonard, the original Sugar Ray Robinson, he was the reason they invented the pound for pound list because it was so obvious that he was the best in the sport. But because he was smaller, you know, purists loved him, but the regular fans didn't know you know how to take it because they were like well but he's small but he's an amazing technical fighter so that he was the original pound for pound best i can understand that's when they actually made the term was for the welterweight division and it hasn't been just welterweight i mean do it for a little while you know roy jones jr was the biggest thing going yeah and he was a middleweight and light light heavyweight heavyweight. jermaine taylor had a little little brief stint tarver at middleweight but I'm, I've, yeah, I still, I've not seen a comparable heavyweight fight in. Yeah, it's been too long for heavyweights. They got to get somebody in there. I need two fat guys to go fuck each other up. That's that's my plan. I'm, I'm, I'm you know what? You know what, Jesse? Me and you training next week. I'm going out for heavyweight. <laughs> I'm fucking somebody up. I'm getting the heavyweight title. Who has the heavyweight title right now? Vladimir Klitschko. Oh fuck that! That <laughs> motherfucker. He he sound like the motherfucker that beat up. Uh, uh, what's the name in um, Rocky? In Apollo Rocky, Creed. He beat up a Apollo Creed. <laughs> That's Ivan Trekoff. This would be the exact storyline. <laughs> then then Joey will get pissed off and he has to go to Russia to fight him. I'll fight him with my forehead just like Rocky did. <laughs> I'll break his will that, on my kid, forehead. That, <laughs> hey, he just keeps coming at me. <laughs> I don't know. Gotta get him, Rock. At first... I guess y'all didn't like me too much. <laughs> but then I didn't like you too much. But if I could change, we all could change. <laughs> and then, and then uh, what's the name? Putin stands up, smacks Joe in the face, and walks out the room, rips his shirt off, and jumps on a lion's back. You like joke? <laughs> he like joke? I tell you, joke. Oh, my God. I don't know where the fuck that was going, but it went somewhere really fun. <laughs> yeah, I lo- I enjoyed it. That was a solid Stallone. <laughs> that was great. I actually appreciate that, Joe. You should add that somewhere in your set. That should definitely go in your set. That somewhere. should be. I'm a man of many voices. Well, who doesn't know that? Uh, yeah, we know you can do them. You just don't do them. That's what that's what makes it fun. Got to do them better. All right, but 
I wanted to t- I wanted to touch on something. I wanted to touch on something real quick. We we're gonna get out of here in a minute, but I wanted to touch on this. This whole mock outrage I've seen lately <laughs> about this fucking lion. I could give two fucks less if you kill a lion in Africa. There are a bunch of African. I'm not saying there are a bunch of African lions, but I don't think I care that much. Especially since they killing the black lion though. <laughs> fuck that black lion. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that black line. You know what? I, you know you know why I'm mad about this, Jesse. Just you. you I know where you're mad. You, because at the end of the day, if 15 cops shoot 17 black men in the street, there's no outrage. But when I shoot a fucking lion, and I'm a dentist in Cedar Rapids, here's my outrage. <laughs> he spent fifty-four thousand dollars to kill the lion. <laughs> How much did they? they fifty-four thousand dollars. <laughs> you ever see the movie Surviving the Game? Can't you buy like a? You could buy like two Teslas for that. Yeah, you could buy two Teslas for that. You can buy you could you could buy anything on Earth for that, for that money he spent to go shoot a fucking lion. With that said, though, I mean, if to, to the credit of the lion, he was a friendly lion. So if a human was in his presence and he was hungry, he would absolutely not eat you. <laughs> well, he was only thirteen years old. He didn't know better. He was, he was so, so I mean, it's not like he was a magical lion, and he didn't get to the age where he knew that humans weren't trustworthy. He was actually the king of Narnia. Did you know that? <laughs> he was the one Aslan. that came out in he's Aslan. Yeah. <laughs> he was a cowardly lion, <laughs> and it's it, but it's so it's, he developed courage because he found Oz at the end of the Yellow Brick Road. It's such unnecessary outrage over a lion. We keep finding we keep finding reasons to be outraged in this country about shit happening in other people's country. I look at I look at the, I get Zimbabwe being outraged because yeah, that was a, that was, was their, a tourist draw. Yeah, you know what? Hundred thousand dollars a year in, if, in revenue. If, if some dentist spent that much money to kill a guy from Zimbabwe, <laughs> no one would care. No one would care. <laughs> no one said, would give a if shit. They said Madubo was shot by a dentist on a live game preserve that he set up himself in the middle of the African jungle. No one would go. Oh man. They shooting Zimbabweans. They were like, "Well, he spent fifty four thousand dollars. So what you expect them to do? You I know mean, he's a hardworking man. <laughs> you know who's but not you, outraged? Who? Duke. He wrote me another letter he and said <laughs> that Cecil was a lion that ate his brother. So, oh, see, there you it go. All comes together. He should have. He should have gotten shot. But I, I, I look at it this way. Black lion lives matter. Black lion lives. matter. For those matter. who haven't seen my set, uh, <laughs> that you're is part of your out. set. <laughs> oh my god! But. I, it's such and now out- I just think I'm a ra- even more yeah, of a racist. horrible racist. <laughs> but it's outrage. We don't think you're a racist. We just think you're Italian. <laughs> it's outrage for the sake of outrage nowadays. Tomato, tomato. Everyone gets mad for other people. They're mad for the lion. No one else cares about the fucking lion. If you think about it this way, and the average lion, there's one male lion in the pride of lions. So he has infinite amounts of children running mm-hmm. around the savanna. He has infinite amount of female pussy running around the savannah. This lion is fine. I don't give a fuck about this lion. I give a fuck about the cops shooting kids in the middle of the street, cops tasering babies at, and on a fucking playground playing with a cap gun. I care about that. Black lions don't matter. <laughs> Here's the thing I, I, I did not understand before I really read anything about it. I saw something about Cecil the Lion and then I saw that he was killed by a dentist, and I'm like, what was this orth- orthodontia going wrong? <laughs> Did he, like, get a little too much nitrous? This sounds like a plot from Looney Tunes. It, it, thank you. It's basically Yosemite Where is Sam. Ace Ventura? <laughs> it's Yosemite Sam going over to shoot fucking lions in the head. Here's a question. How much do you think this whole outrage about this lion has to do with the fact that, like, kids in america grow up with like the lion king and all these cartoons they kind of give like a different spin of what a fucking lion actually does a ferocious fucking lion it's a predator that kills us thank you thank you just like when just like when uh when people kill sharks remember all those sharks eating people on in the fucking beaches up and down the east coast yeah yeah, yeah no one got mad about them sharks eating the fucking people but they get mad about fucking killing one. If I find a if I find a shark fin in my in my fucking uh, Starkist tuna, everybody got a fucking problem. But if a shark bites off a fucking head in the middle of freaking Myrtle Beach, nobody says, "Oh, we should kill why sharks." Why were they in the water? Why were they? Still yeah, now everyone wants to care about why the fuck they're here. I don't give a fuck why they're here. I'm gonna shoot them, just like that fucking lion. I'm sure that lion ate somebody's dink 
that dingo ate somebody's baby. With that Here. said, we love our sponsors at PETA. PETA, you're fantastic. <laughs> PETA bread. PETA bread. We, we don't like lions, but we love pandas, and your pandas are adorable. Wait, that's the WWF, right? Yeah, oh, WWF. That's the World Wildlife we, we, Foundation. We love the WWF and PETA. But, but the fact, here's we how. Love, we love putting it in hummus. <laughs> the organization that hurts we love animals PETA and every hummus. day. Every animal. Every, God, I hate them so much. I hate hipsters. I hate children. Here's my thing. Uh, I think <laughs> I think on face value it's kind of sad because the lion was in it's on a like it's on its own t- it wasn't like in a public area it was in the wild where it belonged That's on where you national kill things. park. Yeah, so you kill it. That's where you kill things, Joe. Who's who the hyenas would have killed them too? Was it in a, I saw Lion King. That's the natural predator. Is it, uh, uh, question question. But Joey. if you know that's where the predator is, why would you go there? Was it in a we're national a predator park? Too. Was it we're in the top of the park? food chain? So it was in a national park, so did Spoke the check, son. Did the Zimbabwean government stop this American businessman from coming over and spending fifty thousand dollars to come shoot a lion? No. I don't think they knew that that's what he was out to do. How fucking he dude, you spent fifty three thousand dollars. You ain't coming over there to fuck a fucking Zimbabwean. Well, I don't think they were tracking his purchases. That's a Zimbabwean Marcus. baby. They don't have like a they don't have see here's the thing. I'm sorry, that was fucking wrong. That was dark. But they <laughs> do that in Thailand, though, which is sad. Here's the thing. That is very sad they do that. And no outrage, by the way. No outrage, no outrage. at all. No outrage for all those babies getting fucked. Yeah. yeah. Where's, the, where's the outrage, have, Joey? Where's your Bobby outrage? For, yeah, where's your outrage for all these horny businessmen going to Thailand to try to get fucking underage babies. girls? Yes. Because most half those underage girls are underage boys. Um, <laughs> and that makes it better. That makes it all the better for That's Joey. so much better than a dentist killing lion. You know what? What if, like, what if that lion... <laughs> Was like preying on Zimbabwe people. Like, what if he ate a Zimbabwe? I don't think anyone would be is, mad about what, what is it, it because Zimbabwean? Zimbabwean is that what you call it? Okay. All right. If, if he was sure. eating people, I don't think the Zimbabwean government would be trying to get the guy extradited. <laughs> but uh, I do. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not making an argument. I, I think. I think the outrage. The outrage that the everyday person has is ridiculous, and it makes me care less about the story. But on face value, if I heard about this, I'd be like, well, that kind of sucks. I feel. I don't. Know, I feel kind of bad for the lion. But, but I do. But I don't feel bad. But I don't feel bad. The lion sympathizes with you too. (laughs) But I don't feel bad for like sympathizes with you when you lose your job. The idiots. Well, you've heard. You know also know that I don't give a fuck about the ASPCA. So Mm -hmm. I'm. I I don't. I I have it under good authority though that when. Hulk Hogan used the N-word, the lion didn't give a fuck. (laughs) He didn't give a flying fuck. On that note. He's from Africa, and he didn't even care (laughs) with the whole Black Lives Matter thing happened. He didn't retweet it one time, no hashtag. He's a fucking sellout, and he deserves what he got. Wow. That kind of of hurt a little bit. (laughs) But to- uh, Apparently, Cecil was also a big Drake fan. Yeah, he was. He, well, so he, he was light skin. Although back meat mill, meat I will, I will look at the bright side of this. At least we got some funny um, Yelp comments <laughs> out of this, because apparently some people who've used the guy's dental practice have gone on to Yelp and started uh, really hitting up his 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 practice with. All, and his practice is done because the guy disappeared <laughs> uh, because they were trying to extradite him to Zimbabwe for killing a lion. Did they say brought my lion here for happy twenty fifteen? Yeah, uh, one person wrote, "Bought, brought my lion here for dentistry and was horrified by the result. Uh, another one was, I needed a tooth extracted, so Dr. Palmer shot me in the neck with a crossbow, chased and tackled, tracked me for two, 40 hours. So, uh, Yeah, that's kind of fucked up, people. You, uh, the outrage is The outrage is real, but it's unnecessary in my general opinion. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. This is that, that, that just all this conversation does is piss me off because because black lives matter, black lions don't. I'm so sick of this shit. Keep finding fucking reasons not to care that the, that we're getting killed in the street. By he the paid forty five thousand at auction to kill an elk. Fuck! Uh, why? They're all elk right. in Canada. That's it. I'm robbing this fucker. I'm, yeah, he's got he's 90, got money to burn. He had ninety four thousand dollars to kill two animals. <laughs> he's got extra money. I want to know what dentist he is. Is he putting gold I'm teeth in everybody's I'm mouth? I'm more upset by the the amount of money this guy can spend on this as his fun, as his activity. At some point, I feel like your hobby is detrimental to society <laughs> just from the amount of money you spend on it. That's unnecessary. Well, it kind of reminds me of that old Chris Rock joke about like couldn't um, he go with Dick Cheney? <laughs> couldn't he have hunted with Dick Cheney? You remember Chris Rock's joke, uh, Marcus? Which, which one? 
about um he's like let me give you an example what my neighborhood looks like all right there's only three black people in my neighborhood there's me chris rock you know which i'm you know i'm i'm good but i've done like a lot of work to mm-hmm. earn my piece jay-z greatest greatest rapper of all time mary j blige one of the greatest r&b singers of all time and my neighbor he's white he's a dentist (laughs) (laughs) he didn't invent he's like he's like so that just goes to show to you that like um a a black man has to break through barriers to get to a white man could just walk (laughs) (laughs) that's why they that's why they do obstacle courses because they need some type of obstacles in their lives and they're right showy that's your bit. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> I retired that joke, so I forgot about it for a moment. Why'd you retire? That was a funny one. That was a good joke. Well, I never get laughs. I never get laughs for that joke. Oh, well, you can't laugh at all. Well, you know, fucking white people don't laugh at my jokes. So <laughs> that's blacks do. But for dot comedy this week, <laughs> we're gonna head out of here. We're gonna we had some fun. We had some laughs. But we're gonna head out. So we'll see you again next time for Jesse Revis over on the side. Peace out. For Joey LaFaro. Peace out to my man Roddy Piper riding that lion to the sunset. Why the fuck is he riding a lion? Because they're going to Oh, that's right. Together. No, they shot the lion, so now he's dead. Uh, that's fucked up, Joey. <laughs> I'm your host, DJ Marcus. Again, we will see you next time on the Dot Comedy Podcast. Visit us every week right here on www.comedy.us and every Wednesday night at Union Jacks. See you next time. But that's the... Don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. Got a million things on my mind. Executive deals online. Limited 